a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. We're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit. Uh, today, President Biden and Vice President Harris celebrated the landmark passing of the American with Disabilities Act 31 years ago. Hard to believe that. Uh, it was uh, a great bipartisan achievement. Uh, Democrats, Republicans came together. Republican president signed it into law uh, in an interesting full circle moment. Uh, Joe Biden was one of those uh, original co-sponsors of the ADA back in uh, 1990. And uh, so as we looked back at that, I also wanted to kind of see where we are and what comes next. And very uh, pleased to have joining us on the show now, uh, Nate Krippus, uh, who is a staff attorney at the Disability Law Center uh, right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Nate, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so give us just a, a little perspective. Uh, we know the president made a few announcements today in terms of some tweaks and some adjustments with the ADA. But uh, from your experience there, where where are we and what do you see uh, moving forward as it relates to the ADA? Um, you know, I think that's a really good question. Um, every year, you know, when the, this anniversary comes, I think we, we kind of look back and, and try to think forward. Um, and, you know, I think the the thing for us, um, one of the things, you know, is, is obviously, you know, we, we receive, you know, numerous complaints about um, ADA violations throughout the year. Um, and so I think, you know, what I can say is we are 30, 30 plus years now, I guess, from the passage of the ADA. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I still think there's a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, we see, uh, I, I, I see, you know, just uh, new construction going up um, with, uh, you know, potential ADA violations like stairs and no ramp, uh, for a person with a wheelchair to get in. Um, you know, I think we've seen over the past year, um, you know, all the, I think for years, people with disabilities were requesting accommodations from employers to work from home that were, were often denied. And now we've seen over the last year, um, certainly people can work from home. Uh, and, um, you know, some of that kind of being rolled back and, just trying to think through, you know, what that means for um, employers moving forward. So, but with that said, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. There's certainly a lot of good that has come from it. I mean, certainly, you know, the world is far more accessible today than it was 30 years ago. So I don't want to I don't want to be all doom and gloom. No, no, no. I think there's a lot of positives. And I do think it's one of the positives coming out of the pandemic is a lot of these requests, as you suggested, Nate, uh, that in the past were just like dismissed as no, no, you can't work from home. No, you can't. We can't accommodate, you know, this or that for someone, uh, even even someone with a disability. Suddenly it's like, oh, no, yes, we can. <laughs> there's a lot of things that we yeah. <laughs> we can do. And uh, if you give us just a, a real quick look, Nate, into one area that I think we often don't think through. Uh, when uh, thinking about the over 7 million adults with uh, disabilities, that the technology has created uh, a whole set of things that we need to be aware of in terms of are we really giving everyone access to uh, a lot of these things that make our lives better? No, I, I think that's honestly, when, when thinking forward about where the ADA is going, um, I think that's one of the big questions is with all the technological advances, um, you know, what is going to happen? You know, I know there's a lot of court cases about things like Uber and Lyft, um, Airbnb, VRBO, um, you know, things of that nature that, that weren't contemplated, websites that weren't contemplated, and, and what obligation does exist under the ADA 
Um, you know, I know courts haven't always been as favorable to uh, finding that the ADA does cover those things. So I guess, you know, moving forward, I would hope either A, you know, we, we get some better decisions out of the courts or B, um, there are some modifications to the ADA um, at the federal level to try and, you know, make sure. I, I think the intent was to include everything to make everything accessible. Um, and so I think, you know, maybe maybe we need some some tweaks to try and fix that. Yeah, great insight. Nate Kripus is a staff attorney at uh, Disability Law Center here in Salt Lake City. And uh, Nate, I want to have you back because I want to drill into some of these things and what employers need to be doing next. But again, on this uh, 31st anniversary of the ADA, we appreciate you chiming in and uh, joining us uh, on air today. And uh, we're going to pivot now and we're going to bring in uh, Tim Schreiber uh, joins us, uh, jumped on uh I know in the midst of a very busy schedule, uh, many of you recognize Tim Schreiber, uh, who has uh, headed the Special Olympics in the middle of our uh, Olympic coverage. Uh, the Special Olympics, the International Board of Directors, uh, has also been part of just a fascinating new project uh, that I'm very excited about uh, with a book called The Call to Unite, Voices of Hope and Awakening. And uh, Tim joins us on the line today as well. Tim, thanks for uh, jumping on quick. Thanks for having me. What a day to celebrate. Um I'm I'm a little more I'm I'm a little more optimistic and hopeful than your previous guest, but I think we share a certain sense in which this is a day to celebrate. Yeah, it is a day to celebrate. I think uh, I think Nate felt that same way that uh, there there's yeah. uh, a lot of work to be done. A lot of good work has been done. Uh, but Tim, you've been you've been part of this conversation, and you've been part of highlighting uh, those with disabilities and challenges, and showing just what heroes and uh, superstars they are for a long time now. What, what's your sense on a day like today? Well, I think on the, you know, on the one hand, uh, this is a day to celebrate our country. You know, this is, this is a, a piece of legislation that was, uh, you know, championed by Republicans and Democrats, signed by President Bush, as I think by now most people know, um, uh, long in the coming and long in the making, but really a consensus about what our country is and ought to be. We ought to be celebrating success. You know, everybody who runs a company or a family even knows you can't just beat up on people all the time. Sometimes you have to take a pause and say, what have we done well? This is the day to celebrate something we've done well. The United States of America has led the world in awakening to the possibilities, the gifts, the abilities of people with disabilities. And we've done a good job here. Do we have a lot of work to do? Absolutely. Are there flaws in the, in the legislation? There are. But, you know, uh, for, for most people with a disability growing up in the United States of America today, their lives are safer, more fulfilling, more likely to include education, employment, community living, and the rights and dignities of other people than at any other time in our history. And I think that's something we can be proud of. Oh, it is. It's definitely something to be proud of and, and both something to celebrate and something to emulate. Uh, in our first segment of this hour, we, we actually went through some of the sound from George H.W. Bush and the signing ceremony mm-hmm. back in 1990. And then, of course, uh, Current President Joe Biden was part of that signing ceremony uh, then as a United States senator and part of that bipartisan work, as you said, Tim. And uh, those are exciting things for us to to celebrate. And I think we need more emulation of that uh, when it comes to, to dealing with a lot of the challenges we do face. Well, we do. And, you know, we can think of people like like current President Biden and Senator Biden. We can think of Bob Dole still with us, you know, an American hero. Uh, an icon, a leader, a person with a disability. 
you know, this is the spirit, you know, the, we, we're talking now about the return, we hope, from COVID. We hope the end of this era. There's a sense of openness, right? The people are asking questions. The, the word that describes it the best for me is that we're curious. We're all saying, well, wait a second. Is there a different way we can do school? Is there a different way we can do the workplace? Is there a different way we can do gatherings and relationship building? Is there a different way we can do transportation? This is a beautiful moment mm. to celebrate the curiosity around people with disabilities and to, and to actually ask ourselves, what are the gifts we see in a person with Down syndrome? What are the aspirational qualities we admire in people with autism or with Williams syndrome? What are the ways in which we can make our lives richer, stronger, more, uh, uh, more fulfilling if we follow the example uh, of people who have sensory challenges like uh, vision or hearing impairment? I mean, uh, I hope, you know, the work of Unite, boy, you, I'm grateful that you mentioned it, uh, we're 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 trying to recognize that we live in the era of the possible yeah. and not in the era simply of the divisiveness or simply the era of, you know, antagonisms. Um, there's so much that's possible now. So the ADA is a chance for us to see, look, uh, what every Special Olympics. I mean, I'm sure many of your listeners have volunteered at the Special Olympics event. What do they see? They see possibility. Yeah. They see giftedness. They see a change of heart. They see a different world when we include. That's what our country needs now, I think, more than ever almost. Yeah, and Tim, I really appreciate you bringing up the word curious because the one thing we know, if you're living in your own social media bubble, if you're living in your own political echo chamber, uh, you stop being curious. You stop seeing possibilities. You stop seeing fellow human beings, uh, and especially those who are challenged with some disabilities that they're they're not uh, they're not liabilities to be managed they're they're people of infinite potential and and as you said they have compensatory gifts and skills that we we all should be learning from i i think that's right you know i i sometimes use the word it sounds kind of silly but i use the word disabilities d-i-f instead of dis Mm. um uh, because the word different uh, is provokes curiosity. Oh, you have different abilities, boy. What are your different abilities? They're not the same as mine. Goodness gracious, that's fascinating. You're really good at this, really good at that. Many organizations, you know, professional organizations train people to find their gifts. Um, that should almost be a mantra of our country. Yeah. I mean, if you're in your bubble, you can't see the gifts in the other side. Yeah. Uh, you can't discover uh, the abilities in people you're writing off, that you're dismissing, that you're demonizing. Uh, so at Unite, you know, we're still, we're, we're raising, we're trying to raise funds uh, and, and attract a, a team of people who want to commit themselves to the curiosity and openness this day celebrates, that when we include and we see the dignity in all, my goodness, the stories that emerge. If you could guess, the millions of stories that have come out of Special Olympics that never would have happened yeah. if we didn't have the playing field of openness, of meeting, just crossing the line, meeting, people meeting. I, I can't tell people that I had never met a person with Down syndrome before, and I went to Special Olympics. It changed my life. Yeah. Um, so this is, um, 
you know, I hope it's look, you know, that the, there will be people that will say and they're right that the, the ADA hasn't gone far enough in some ways. It's gone too far in other ways. Sure. Um, but, you know, we need a break sometimes from the criticism. That's right. <laughs> and this is, a, this is a good day to take a pause and it, just say, you know, when the United States works in a united way, uh, we can do amazing things. And this is a, this is a good this is a good example. Wonderful. Tim Shriver, so appreciate you jumping on the line with us last minute and uh, doing what we all needed to do today, uh, have a different kind of conversation, lots to celebrate, lots to emulate uh, as we get curious together as a country. Uh, We'll create solutions that will amaze and astound all of us. Tim, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on a uh, jam-packed Inside Sources today right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.